the power of agreement. Will you say that? Come on, say it loud like you love Jesus and you're proud. The power of agreement, agreeing with God. And uh, we want to continue with the hashtag New Covenant or New Testament faith. New Testament faith, the type of faith that we should be living from as believers. The type of faith that we should be living from or out of as New Testament believers. And I felt like Holy Spirit wanted me to be a little more dilatory or to slow this down. So I want to kind of slow down and build on a foundation that we have laid thus far and add some new information. And we want to look more in depth at the three chapters or books, rather, letters where we use the just to live by faith. It's found in Romans 117, Galatians 311, and Hebrews 1038, the just shall live by faith. So we want to look at the reason for the apostle even writing to these particular churches and individuals. Are you here? So, and by us looking more in depth into why he penned these particular, particular epistles, that will give us a greater understanding. That's why. He said that. Are you with me? But let's read our foundation of scripture found in Hebrews 10, 23. Ready? Let's read. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. For he is faithful that promised. For he is faithful that promised. Now, circle the word profession. And we said first uh, when the three verses that I just made reference to, the just to live by faith, we've already ascertained thus far that faith, and I want you to write this down, it's the Greek word pistis. Faith is the Greek word pistis, and we have discovered that it is always a gift from God. This type of faith is a gift from God and cannot be something that's produced by people. For the believer, we said that faith is God's divine persuasion. Yes, faith is God's divine persuasion. And therefore, distinct from human belief or confidence, yet involving it. So faith is God's divine persuasion distinct from human confidence or belief, yet involving it. Explain that, preacher. When we hear the word of God, God's word, God then begins to persuade us of what he has already declared, already is. And the more I hear that, the more I should come into agreement with that. <laughs> Why? Because it's his faith. It's what he <clears throat> has done. I'm just simply activating my belief or consenting to what he has already declared already is. So basically, I use my belief only to come into agreement with what he has already done or what he believes. 
In other words, if God believes I'm healed, I believe I'm healed. If God believes I'm holy, I believe I'm holy. If God believes I'm blessed, I believe I'm blessed. If God deems me prosperous, I believe. Even when my circumstances dictate or says otherwise. We don't live based upon what we see. We live by his faith. So faith is God's divine persuasion. And if we listen to ourselves, we're pretty much answering our own questions. The just said live by faith. What? His divine persuasion. Hold fast to your profession of what? Faith. Why? Because he is faithful of what? That promise. So we're living off of his word. Now, this is the confidence that we have in who? Him. Not us. Not ourselves. So it's having an expectation. It's having a confidence in God's confidence. In God's word. Man, this is good. Faith, and we said this, is also, and see, I want you to get this because, again, we want to move beyond hitting and missing it. Blessings shouldn't be few, far, and in between. There should be a consistent flow. And the reason why there is not a consistent flow of manifestations is because most people are uh, too lazy, if you will, to discover the will of God. You cannot have confidence in the will if you're not sure of what the will is. That's why sometimes people say, if it's his will, you should know his will. You shouldn't be saying, if it's his will, he will heal me. You don't know his word. You shouldn't say, if it's his will, I would be prosperous. You'd have no idea what your covenant rights are, sir. Ma'am. But faith, listen to this, is God's warranty that guarantees the fulfillment of the revelation he births within the receptive believer. So, again, God's divine persuasion is the warranty. His word is the warranty. Yes, sir. Listen, his word is the guarantor. Yes, yes, his word yes. is the guarantor. Yes, Not my word. All I got to do is believe his word. Yes, his word is the guarantor. Yes, That's how you can and see um, people will, will, will not uh, 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 like you for your boldness, but what they don't realize, it's not my confidence. My confidence is in his word. His word shall not fail. He cannot lie. That's why he says, hold fast to your agreement to his word. Why? Because there are things that will try to shake your confidence in him. The enemy will use people. He will use places. He will use things to disrupt or discourage or cause you to waver. In your agreement. So notice he said, hold fast to your profession. We said that word is the Greek word homologia. It, it, it's a common confession. Okay? It's a common 
confession. It's to say the same thing as. It's an agreement. So it's to say the same thing that God says. Which, again, is proof that it's not my words. It's his man should not live by bread alone, but by every word. So my confession is that which God says. God said it. And I'm sticking to it. It's to speak to a conclusion or lay to rest. In other words, it's to deem or to say the same thing about a situation, to say the same thing about a circumstance, to say the same, same thing about yourselves that God has said about you. Listen, not what people have said about you is to say the same thing that God has said about you. See, people can see you even in the midst of your proclivities and still deem you a heathen, but God sees you as righteous when you belong to him. So it's to speak to a conclusion or lay to rest. So it's a conclusion embrace, watch this, by a common Confession or affirmation. That's why you hear Pastor T. She's big on. Uh, uh, she 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 says a lot about or encourages us rather in the area of making sure that we are making the right affirmations. Watch this every single. That's how the transformation comes about. Are you here now? Notice. That agreement in, in this right here, what I'm about to say, it, it, it validates that once you're in agreement, you know it's not a ticket, if you will, to live contrary to. Because it's a collective agreement. Watch this about what God loves and hates. And the courage to proclaim it. So when I'm in agreement, I love what God loves and I hate what God hates. And I'm not afraid to proclaim it. So whatever God loves, I love. Whatever he hates, I hate. So listen, if I know God hates a certain thing, if he hates a lying tongue, I hate a lying tongue. Are you here? So it's speaking the same thing. Coming or laying to rest. What do you mean laying to rest? Once you declare what God has said, that's... Matter of fact, when he said it, it was settled. You are agreeing, excuse me, you are agreeing on the settlement. It, it, it's just like somebody leaving you a will. Well, it, it, if they leave you millions and billions of dollars and uh, 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 money and assets, possessions and things. Listen, you didn't come up with the will. You receiving it is uh, you're not you're doing nothing more than coming into agreement 
with what has already been settled. Are you here? So I'm just coming into agreement with what God has already forever, oh Lord, your word is settled in. And the way we settle it in the earth is to declare in the earth the same thing that God has already declared. So New Testament faith is an in-birth persuasion, listen to this, that believes what God believes and speaks what God speaks. <laughs> so for the New Testament believer, I gave you, or we went through uh, several verses last week in Hebrews 11, and we've seen the testimony of those of old, of how they endured, endured great persecutions and media hardships, and, and they were strong in faith. But watch this. The scripture says that God had, having provided something better for us. Their faith was in the faith of a Messiah that was to come. Our faith is in the faith of a Messiah that came. And when we live from his faith. It's a validation to those who were waiting on the Messiah that this is truly the Messiah that was to come. Are you here? So it's an in-birth persuasion that believes what God believes and speaks what God speaks. It's a faith in Jesus and his finished work. It's a faith in Jesus. Are you here? In his finished work. And I say that because much of what has been taught on the subject of faith has implications that there must be something done on the part of the believer that's beyond yes, just believing and speaking. So whether it was intentional or not, the implication is there's something that we must do beyond ourselves. Yes, rather than just speaking and rather than just believing and speaking in agreement with God. So there's, that's why it's, you hear, you know, he's, he's not going to bless you if you're, watch this, if you're doing that, if you are in that, if you are, and again, our, the manifestations of God's promise blesses to us. It's not on the basis of how good we are. Be good. You are holy. Even when you're not good. Because your holiness is not based upon what you did. Your holiness was settled by Jesus. Let me show you. But, but, but it's not on the, the manifestations are not based on how good we are. It's based on can you believe and speak what God believes and speaks. 
Let, let me show you something. Hebrews 10, 10 ERV. Let me show you something. J just on holding this part, because it, it, let, let me tell you something. As long as you're not thinking like God, you're not in agreement with God. And, 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 and if you don't see yourself as God see you, th that would be a hindrance to you receiving manifestations. If there's guilt and condemnation riding you, that'll hinder manifestations. Why? Because I think the law won't bless me. It, then then you, you will see a heathen or somebody who disregards God have gotten into the laws of, of faith, being that they're speaking certain things and things are happening. And you'll wonder why well, he is blessed. And disregards God. Here I am praying, doing all the, the works, praying, fasting, shutting in, shutting out, going in, coming out, and nothing's happening, and nothing's wrong with those things. But the, the blessings, watch this, don't come because you pray hard. Blessings are manifested because you pray hard. Blessings are manifested because you believe and you speak what God speaks. Because I know a lot of people who prayed hard. But nothing's happening because they're not in agreement. Just because you pray doesn't mean you are in agreement. Come on, Come on. Why? Because, listen, that's why it's important to know his will. See, see you can pray hard in the wrong area. Because it's a bunch of ifs rather than I know. Jesus Christ did the things God wanted him to do. And because of that, him doing the things that God wanted him to do, we are made holy through the sacrifice of Christ's body. Christ made that sacrifice one time enough for all time. So we were made holy one time enough for all time. So your holiness is not based upon what you do. Your holiness is based upon what Jesus did. And since he said I'm holy, even with my working on myself self, I am still holy. <laughs> but faith has been taught, again, or implied rather, Suggested that the just shall live by his faith, but with the understanding that his faith was something that the believer had to do. And there's a lot of reference made from that, and it's actually taken from Hebrews 2 4, but again, Habakkuk was written in response to Habakkuk's weariness of the wickedness that was going on. So God responded to Habakkuk. So to Habakkuk 2 and 4 is God's response to Habakkuk. And he goes to say how the wickedness of men, they're proud. But the just, and he was telling Habakkuk that, I know what I'm doing. Trust me. Just write the vision. Make it plain that those who see it may run. I know what I'm doing. 
So even though it looks like the enemy is getting ahead, I got a greater plan than mine. Then he says, the wicked trust in himself, but the just shall live by his faith. When he said the just to live by his faith, it was talking about the faith in God, not the faith in himself. If, if that was the case, he would be just like the prideful people. Why? Because they depend on themselves. So in Habakkuk 2.4, even if you look at the original Hebrew script, it says that the just shall live again from his faith. So we're living from God's faith. Okay? Now, again, the Old Testament faith, watch this, listen to this, was a faith in God that deemed those justified who kept the demands of the law. Okay? It was never a faith in themselves, but rather a faith in God that by performing the works of the law made them right with God. Do y'all get that? Let me say it again. Old covenant faith was a faith in God that would deem those justified, watch this, who kept the demands of the law. Right? So in other words, I believe you, God, that if I do all of these things, I will be justified. That's where we get works, works, works. So the works was that if I do this, I will be justified because God said if I do it, I'll be justified. Not the works as if they're trying to produce something. No, their faith or trust was in God that if I do the works, I would be justified. Not that the works justify me. In other words, if I believe you, once again, then the works that I do would justify me. Not me just doing the works justify me. No, it was believing in you that if I did the works, then I'm justified. Whereas in Christ, he settled it. He nailed the works to the cross. So now, I, they're, they're, the only work I need to do is work on believing and speaking. So the, it, I'm justified now just by believing what Jesus did and not by me keeping a bunch of demands in order to be justified. And watch this. God, and I heard my bishop say this and he made it so clear. Listen, he, he, he's not... I'm a... He declared that God is not necessarily looking for your obedience. He's looking for your believing. Because if you believe, you will obey. So, and, and I like to say God is not looking for your performance. God is looking for you to believe right. And if you believe right, we don't have to worry about you performing right. You believing right will have you performing however it is you need to walk. Uh, so God having something better for us the new covenant believers are made right with God by placing their faith in Jesus not by works lest any man should boast 
See, if it's done by works, I can boast that I kept all the commands. And I look at me. No, 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 no. You're justified by placing our faith in Jesus, or you can say in his faith. Consequently, watch this. Since believers don't know how to properly appropriate or employ their faith, that explains why we see a lot of hitting it and missing it. Why certain things are happening for some and nothing's happening for others. Why? Because for one, people have not learned how, not, not saying all people, a great majority of people, or a lot of people have not learned how to properly employ their faith. And there are things that are, are obstructing them from receiving based on the way that they believe. So, what's happening, because we don't know how to adequately, uh, adequately apply faith, we see a lot of this false prosperity. So you, you have five cars, but five of them financed. You have a, listen, nothing's wrong with that, but, but to me that's not the favor of God. I don't want five car payments talking about look what the Lord has done and can't never honor God when it comes to giving. Are you here? So, so we're doing, watch this, we're doing a lot of things out of our own ingenuity, yet we're saying it's God. The favor or, or, notice, there are things that should be added to you. I want those things that are added because God is first. Listen, we have classes. We have all various different types of enrichment classes to deal with the whole body, the whole man, spirit, soul, and body. So, so, so. That's why we have the other side. Again, when, I, when, I am, when I'm teaching, I'm dealing with your spirit. We can deal with the intellect doing one of the midweek enrichment classes. So, and I say that to say, hey, from finance classes to helping you establish good credit, that's great. Now, now let me ask you this. What's supernatural? You have a, a, a great score, so you can automatically qualify you should anyway, for the best rates. You work 80 hours a week, 60, 40, just like the, the people that disregard God. So you're going about acquiring things the same way as the heathen. What's supernatural? What's so favorable about that? The favor is, pastor, in the midst of me working on getting my credit right. I got a better rate than the man with the 850. And the, now get it right. The midst of even with an 850 score. I had the car given to me. I had the house given to me. I had them to knock X amount off. The favor of God showed up and the man said he don't know why he's doing it, but he's going to do it anyway. And I received it because I've been confessing. Lord, somebody got my car. Somebody got my house. Somebody got my land. And so, so, so we're doing a lot. And my point is this. There are a lot of things being done out of our own ingenuity, and we're saying it's a blessing of God. It's not a blessing of God 
or from God that my house has been divided because my, we, we're trying to keep this blessing from God, but we never see each other because he got to work X amount of hours. She has to work X amount of hours. The kids are left to raise themselves, but yet we testify, look what the Lord has done. Did God really do that? And see, that's why it's good to have confidence in him. See, again, I don't know what you believe. If you're believing at a good rate, let's get an agreement for that. If you are believing that the car is debt free, let's get an agreement. Let's stick right there. If you are believing, Lord, to help me just to make the note, that's your agreement. Stay right there. Hold fast. But if the Lord said there would be things that would be added, if the Lord said there would be houses that I do not have to purchase, see, see, it's all dependent or contingent upon where you are relative to you standing on the will of God. Are you here? So we see, listen to this, then we got this type of hustle now. Listen, I'm talking about a hustle that divides the home. I understand what people say, I'm out here hustling. And see, watch this, we haven't been properly taught how to employ our faith, so we're out here matriculating, going by trying to do things like the world, and, 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 and we're making things harder it, 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 listen, listen how foolish that is. You mean tell me if I just keep you first, you, you, there are going to be things added to me? Why would I get out here and work three times as hard when I can just put my faith, rock it steady, and let God manifest? The scripture tells me that God has given the sinner the trouble of amassing wealth. Only to hand it over to those who are doing good in the, in the What do you mean doing good? Not performance-wise, but I believe what he said. I believe what he believed. I said what he said. So if there have been other people who have been given the trouble, I'm not going to inconvenience myself to get something that should be given to me anyway. Total different message. So we see, listen, <laughs> Jesus became poor that you may become rich. I am, listen, I don't deem myself, when they say prosperity preachers, I'm a preacher of the gospel of Jesus. And if you believe the gospel of Jesus, it will prosper you. Because there's things that he has declared in his word that, that said so. Yes, and I'm saying that to say, I'm not against prosperity. Amen. But what good is it if I'm out here doing things without the favor of God on my life, but yet I call it favor? I don't want fake prosperity. I don't want it to just look like 
I got it going on, but inwardly, I'm, I got, I, I'm constantly robbing Peter to pay Paul. And to those on the outside, it looks like it's all good. That's too much stress. That's too much pressure. Why not just employ your faith? We, we'll get up, you know, people get up and confess, Father, I thank you for this, thank you, then they go out and do it themselves. That's why he says you have need of patience. <laughs> why not believe that he put the money in your hand to do it? Now, Romans 1.17 You hear? Man, see, th this thing isn't supposed to be tumultuous. And, and I'm telling you, people are, they're discouraged. They're, 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 they're wavering. And, and, and most is because there has been this false burden put on them that is something that they must continue to do or something that they're not doing is the reason why nothing's happening. When in actuality, all they have to do is discover God's will and begin to say the same thing that God has said about themselves and their situations. Romans 1.17 For in the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed. In the gospel, the good news. Both springing from faith and leading to faith disclosed in a way that awakens more faith. As, is, as it is written and forever remains written, the just shall live by faith, or the just and upright, same thing, or the just shall live by faith, or literally from his faith. Are you here? Now, this is in Romans 1.17. The purpose of Romans, it started by Jews who had come to faith during Pentecost, and they spread the gospel on their return to Rome. So as a result of them receiving the gospel at Pentecost and back, headed back to Rome, they began to spread, a gospel, spread the gospel, and the church grew. Apostle Paul, having never met most of these believers, but there was a kindred faith, yet he loved them dearly. So he sent this particular ladder to introduce himself and to make a clear declaration of faith. Yes, sir. So he's writing this letter, sending this letter be beforehand to let them know, I want to make something clear regarding faith. Are you here? So he presents the good news. Someone say good news. Yes, See, what's good news to a man who just received Jesus? That your righteousness is based upon what Jesus did. And if you can believe that, man, you can live like you never lived before. Are you here? So he begins by presenting the good news that salvation is available to all. 
regardless of a person's identity, sin, or heritage. He begins, he also lets them know that we're saved by grace. Watch this. Unearned, undeserved favor from God. Through faith or complete trust in Christ and his finished work. So he lets them know that you are saved by grace. What do you mean? I am saved by God's undeserved favor. Through complete faith in Christ and his finished work. Through him, we can stand, watch this, before God, justified, declared, not guilty. Are you here? So he lets them know that no matter who you are, what's your heritage, what's your background, you can be saved. Are you here? He lets them know. That once you are saved, you are deemed justified, free from guilt in the presence of God. Are you here? That's why he says, the just or the righteous shall live from his faith. And when you live from his faith, you see yourself not guilty. You see yourself justified in the key verse. Throughout the, the book of Romans is Romans 5, verses 1 and 2. Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by faith, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one. So we have peace with God. We've been declared guilty before God. Why? Based upon what? See, and I have to believe that. <clears throat> and there are a lot of people who are or, or feel guilty, again, because there are those telling you, based upon the, whatever imperfections you still may have, that saved people don't do that. If you were a Christian, you would do so you allow those voices to keep you in a place of condemnation. And the devil will beat you up even more. See? How come you're not this? Why don't you have that? God doesn't love you. Are you here? Verse 2. Through him, we also have access by faith into this remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely and securely stand. See, that's where I am. Care what? Who say? God declares me righteous. Therefore, I am righteous. You hear? Through him, we also have access by faith into his remarkable state of grace in which we firmly and safely, securely stand. Let us rejoice in our hope and the confident assurance of, the, of experiencing and enjoying the glory of our great God, the manifestation of his excellent power. With this foundation, Paul moves directly into a discussion, watch this, of the freedom that comes from being saved. Okay? 
He talks about the freedom from the power of sin. The freedom from the domination of the law. The freedom, notice, freedom from the domination of the law, what? Justified by works. Freedom to become like Christ and discover God's limitless love. I end with this verse, Galatians. No, 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 no. I'm going to stop right there. And we'll pick up Galatians 3 next week. But notice, when we quote Romans 1.17, the just shall live by faith. While he was writing to newly converted believers, watch this, to give them a clear declaration of the faith of this new gospel or the gospel of Jesus. It's a faith that's justified, just justified by living from his faith. It, it's a faith that's deemed not guilty before God based on what Jesus did. And if you believe that, that's a reality to you. Listen, I'm going to continue to teach this and slow it down. And if truth be told, there are some of you watching me, and if truth be told, and, and, and it's not always intentional, but the majority of what we have been taught about faith has been taught with the presumption that there's something that we have to do that's beyond believing and speaking. And I come to declare to you today that God had something better for us. And it was Jesus the Christ. Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.